right, folks, welcome aboard to this Thursday night edition of the Philip Ward Show. Now, it is 11.06 on the East Coast, 8.06 on the West Coast, 6.06 in the morning in Kiev, in Ukraine, and we are hearing at this moment, folks, and we're going to continue to update you as any new information comes out, that apparently Russian forces are on their way to Kiev as we speak. We're hearing reports that they're about 20 miles out from Kiev. I mean, just a, a very scary, dangerous thought, not only for Ukraine, but European countries, our allies in Europe, NATO countries. Well, Oh, and by the way, the NATO countries, I mean, if you listen to some of the news media folks, it just seems as if that we, as the United States, are we continue to take the blame for all of this. I mean, if, if and, and listen, I'm not going to go out and defend Joe Unity. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, we have entered the 710th day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity administration now has 1,060 days left to go. Now, I'm not going to go out and defend Joe Unity Biden. In fact, the new sanctions today, I think, are just useless and a total waste of time. I think any sanctions anymore are a total waste of time. We literally heard from the Russian ambassador speaking on behalf of Vladimir Putin of Russia and was saying, listen, I don't give a blank about the sanctions. The Russian ambassador was even saying the sanctions that keep getting put on Russia have literally made them self-sufficient. So they don't care about sanctions at all. But it seems to me as though worse, the United States is sort of taking the blame for the invasion that's happening from, from Russia and Vladimir Putin on Ukraine. And again, you know, Putin wants to categorize it as, uh, well, he's afraid that Ukraine's going to join NATO. And, and what, is, what is the point of that, though? And obviously, we know the real intentions and what Vladimir Putin really believes is that Ukraine was part of the USSR, should still be part of Russia right now, even though Ukraine has been an independent country since 1991. Vladimir Putin does not see it that way. So like I said, folks, the reports right now that we're hearing that Russian forces are about 20 miles out from getting to Kiev. Um, Michael Johns, who is a former um, George W. Bush speechwriter, tweeted this yesterday, and I think it's awfully interesting. Quote, the Biden team is not mismanaging anything. They arrived with plans, personnel, and strategies to expedite America's managed decline. And they, the Biden team, they're delivering. The real crisis, our own side's failed and self-absorbed leadership. And folks, I think he's absolutely on to something there. Because I've been making the point on this program that you listen to Joe Unity Biden's press conference, and he was saying, uh, no, I think... Actually, I overperformed so far. Well, I can't think of a single thing that Joe Unity Biden has done right. And I look at look at it from a standpoint of being a, and I consider myself a patriot. I consider myself a guy who loves America. I want all Americans to, to have opportunities because I, I still believe that this is the best country that gives you opportunities, freedom, 
liberty, anything you want to do, you put your mind to it, you can do it in this country. That's the way that I look at the country. The way that the Democratic Party and Joe Unity Biden look at the country, they want people to fail. That's the point. When Democrats succeed, the country fails. When Democrats fail, the country succeeds. Well, right now, if Joe Unity Biden truly believes that he's overperforming so far as president, well, then it's all going to plan for them because this country is failing right now. And 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 Joe's speech today, you know, this great address to the American people. I don't know who that inspired at all. I really don't. You know, he just seemed bland, seemed like he wasn't there again. Again, he's having to read off of a teleprompter. You know, there's just, Joe's heart's not in it. And you can you can sort of see him struggling. So, remember um, when this interview on NBC News, when it aired with Lester Holt, and Joe was saying, uh, I'm telling you, I mean, uh, uh, Russia, or, or, or Iran, or uh, 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 Afghanistan. And it was kind of like, like he was almost fighting with his own head and with his own brain. Well, Joe, and then we saw him um, when he was talking about the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm was saying, uh, I mean, uh, J- uh, Governor Granholm, or no, 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 or Senator Granholm. Or, I mean, I mean, I mean, energy secretary. You know, I, it's it's not funny. You know, I bring this up for a reason. If Joe Biden cannot fulfill the duties and and, and is not capable to be president, then the whole world is in a dangerous place right now. Vladimir Putin sees how weak Joe Biden is. President Xi Jinping in China sees how weak, how frail, how done Joe Unity Biden is, folks. I mean, it's 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 literally coming to the point now where it is just simply dangerous to have Joe Biden as our president. And by the way, notice that it has to be the United States that has to step up. Notice that there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, there's there's chatter and we're going to hear, you know, there's there's emergency meetings that are taking place, the UN, NATO. And again, remember, NATO, there are 30 countries in NATO. Albania, Belgium, Bulgaria, Canada, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Italy, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Montenegro, the Netherlands, North Macedonia, Norway, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Turkey, UK, US, and yet notice it's still the United States, folks, that 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 has to be the front runner. And then all the other countries follow us. I mean, it, it, that's always the way that it has to go, folks. But unfortunately, right now, not only for our country, not only for NATO, not only for Ukraine, but for the entire world, the leader right now of the free world doesn't even know his own name. I mean, honestly, that's how it seems at some time. Joe Biden isn't inspiring anybody. Joe Biden can't even complete a sentence without having to read off of a teleprompter. This is a president who says, uh, do I, uh, do I stop? Uh, should I go, should I go on? Uh, I can't take any more questions. They're going to kill me. I mean, who, Joe? I mean, it's not comical. It's not funny. Joe Biden clearly isn't there anymore. Cognitively, he's done. Mentally, he's done. 
I mean, we're at, at this point in time, folks. You, that's unfortunate to say, but we're just a sitting duck. You know, I mean, I mean, Joe. What is Joe Biden going to do? Sanction after sanction after sanction after sanction. And what does Vladimir Putin say? I don't give a blank about your sanctions. And the White House, they're not even on the same page when it comes to the sanctions. Kamala Harris was saying that they're deterrents. Joe Biden is saying, no, 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 it's not that way at all. The sanctions aren't going to do anything anyway. And we'll have to wait for a long period of time before we see sanctions. He can't even answer questions, simple questions. If you're an American, that the way you should be answering these questions about China. I mean, we'll get into, into all of it, folks. But I just, I find myself so frustrated at this point in time that here's Vladimir Putin doing whatever he wants in Ukraine and by the way innocent Ukrainians have died today because of Vladimir Putin and Vladimir Putin's aggression because in Vladimir Putin's messed up head he believes that the independent country of Ukraine still belongs to him what I mean the, the what's the plan what's the end game for Vladimir Putin. If I was Joe Unity Biden, I'm on the call. I'm saying, you know what, Big Vlad, what is the end goal? What do you want to do? I mean, do you want to take over all of Europe? And again, think about this. There are 30 countries in NATO. There is one Russia country. Now, it seems to me as though the whole world, not only the NATO countries, but the whole world, European countries as well that we've all condemned and denounced everything that Vladimir Putin has done Vladimir Putin has has literally declared war on Ukraine the whole world denouncing it you know what though except for two countries obviously Russia and you bet who's the other one the country that created a world war without violence COVID came from China. China saying today, what is, um, I want to get the exact phrase that um, China used. They refused to accept that Russia has invaded Ukraine and blamed the U.S., folks. So we'll get into that a little later on. Now, as far as what's going on on the ground in Ukraine. So basically, what the Russians are doing, the Russians have three points where they're attacking from. The first one is, thank you, Barack Hussein Obama, 2014, when Russia took over Crimea. That's south of Ukraine. So they're coming up from the south, from Crimea, which is now, I guess, Russian territory, Russian control. So that's one point that they're attacking Ukraine. The next point they're attacking Ukraine is from uh, the east. And what's basically happening, now that's in... Um, the, uh, the Donbass region in Ukraine where you have Lugansk and you have Donetsk and you have the Russian uh, separate, uh, separatists, separatists that are there. Goodness me, get it right, Phil. And what they're, so they're occupying that territory. And remember, um, Vladimir Putin on Monday was saying, acknowledging the, uh, the, the Lugansk People's Republic and the Donetsk uh, People's Republic and basically basically pointing out that those regions, those cities, they're just basically up for grabs. So you have Russia coming in 
through there. Then you also have Russia who are coming in through Belarus. Now, Vladimir Putin sent his military to do these so-called training exercises. Oh, the military is still there, and now they're attacking towards, and Kiev's more north um, in Ukraine. And what they're doing is coming from there as well. So, I mean, it's, it, it is a, a tough battle that Ukraine has on their hands. Now, though, on the other side of Ukraine, now to the west of Ukraine, you have in more uh, north, you have Estonia, which has American troops. American troops are also in Latvia, also in Lithuania, Poland, Germany, Romania, and Bulgaria. So it's not like there's a lack of United States troops over in Eastern Europe. And by the way, Joe, you know, talking about these 7,000 troops, uh, I believe heading to Germany. We'll get to that um, in a second here. So today, the Ukrainian President Zelensky, oh, and, 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 and the stuff that Zelensky was saying earlier, I mean, it is just really terrifying things. On literally seems as though to me as though Russia and Vladimir Putin are literally threatening President Zelensky's life. So anyway, earlier today, Zelensky announced mandatory enlistment calling for the full mobilization of the country, signing a decree saying men aged 18 to 60 are banned from leaving the country. I mean, that's how bad it's getting in Ukraine. Now, uh, Logan Ratik is his name, uh, reporter for Newsmax, tweeted this video earlier. President Zelensky says he is staying in Ukraine. I mean, you can't question Zelensky's loyalty to Ukraine. He says he's staying in Ukraine. He says, listen to this now, folks. And he has intel that he is Russia's top target and his family is the number two target for Vladimir Putin. Zelensky also, by the way, if Putin were to kill Zelensky, I mean, God forbid, I mean, that just, that's just ups the ante, folk. I don't think anyone could possibly predict what could happen. And I see everyone going crazy. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we're going to World War. It's going to be World War Three. It's going to be World War Three, folks. At this point in time, I, don't, I mean, I don't even want to, think about that that's worst case scenario that we get into i mean it's pretty ridiculous if you think about it that here we are in 2022 and we're even talking about having a third world war and by the way the u.s and russia and and this we now have reports about there's potential cyber attacks coming i mean you know wars are fought in many different different arenas folks not all on the ground. These cyber attacks, I, if that were to come to the U.S., I mean, that alone is a huge, huge attack. Um, anyway, Zelensky also announcing earlier that 173 Ukrainians were killed, 300 were injured on the first day of Russia's invasion. Now, we knew this was going to happen, folks, and, 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 and this is the sad heartbreaking depressing part most depressing part of all wars when you have civilians losing their lives casualties folks for no reason at all other than vladimir putin in his own mind saying ukraine belongs to me it's part of old russia we're taking it back we want to remake the ussr 137 ukrainians have lost their life today folks it's depressing heartbreaking and sad Zelensky saying earlier today, quote, 
We will give weapons to anyone who wants to defend the country. Be ready to support Ukraine in the squares of our cities. So it seems to me as though Zelensky is saying is is anticipating that the Russian forces are going to come in, and I mean they're just going to literally battle it out. You know, in the his own words, be ready to support Ukraine. Ukraine in the squares of our cities. That there's just going to be like an all-out brawl in Ukraine. Also said, today I asked the 27 leaders of Europe whether Ukraine will be in NATO. I asked directly. Everyone is afraid and does not answer. And it's awfully, imagine that here if you're Zelensky and you want your allies and NATO to say, hey, you know, are, are, are we going to be able to join NATO? And this is what Vladimir Putin is fear. Well, it, it, as far as he says, that's what he fears, is Ukraine joining NATO. And it'd be a 31st country in NATO, and, and, and all of it. Oh, and, and, and folks, and by the way, it's, it's so ironic about NATO, because if you actually looked up what is the point of NATO, well, literally its own definition, that, let's see, what's the thing that comes up first here? Scotsman.com. Formed after the Second World War in 1949, NATO is a military alliance originally made up of 12 countries. Part of its function, get this, to keep global peace as members agree to come to one another's aid. But it was literally made, though, folks, so that we could stop the USSR and Russia. I mean, that, that was why NATO came around in the first place. So, I mean, you, you need NATO now, you would think, more than ever. And here's Zelensky saying he's getting no answers at all from the European leaders. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Um, now, brave, courageous, incredible story out of Ukraine today. I want to give you the headline here. Defiant Ukrainian border guards killed after telling Russian warship to go blank yourself. So Ukrainian border guards defending a Black Sea island. By the way, this island is called um, Snake Island. It's off of Ukraine's uh, southeastern border. So this Russian warship comes around and is saying, quote, uh, this is a Russian warship. I repeat. I suggest you surrender your weapons and capitulate. Otherwise, I will open fire. Do you copy? They say. Now, one of the Russian guards, and if you haven't seen the clip or heard the audio, folks, it's pretty incredible stuff. So one of the Ukrainian guards, though, says, quote, this is it. Should I tell him to go blank himself? Another guard says, yeah, just in case. Then the guard turns up the volume on the communication and says Russian warship go F yourself now how about that it's unbelievable stuff and then just sad depressed then the Russians reportedly bombarded the 42 acre island with barreled guns from the warship they bombed the island uh, with uh, they then bombed the island with aircraft um, all of the guards were killed. 13 border guards killed. You know, um, um, 
And by the way, uh, he's gonna uh, the 13 border guards. This is what Zelensky announced earlier today. The post Thomas uh, hero of Ukraine medal for heroically defending the island. And I I say bravo to to those 13 to those 13 guards. I mean that's unbelievable. Um, defending their country, I mean, it's just brave, just brave and courageous. I mean, what a way to go. By the way, they, they died as heroes today in Ukraine. Now, as far as the sanction goes, we'll get into them here. So President Joe Unity Biden announcing earlier today new sanctions. Oh, all right. Now, this will stop Vladimir Putin. These are new sanctions on Russia over its multi-front war on Ukraine. 7,000 more U.S. service members to Germany, but maintained U.S. military will not fight in Ukraine. Biden stopped short of sanctioning Putin himself. He did not announce a ban on Russia from the SWIFT banking system, saying Europe is not on board with such a move. And by the way, the SWIFT banking system, SWIFT stands for Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, just a global messaging system connecting thousands of financial institutions around the world. So, and I believe this was in USA Today earlier. How would a removal from SWIFT affect Russia? Well, barring Russia from SWIFT would damage the country's economy right away and in the long term cut Russia off from a swath of international financial transactions. That includes international profits from oil and gas production. More than, and folks, I'm going to give you this number again throughout the program, more than 40% of Russia's revenue because earlier today the wall street journal has a tremendous piece on how to defeat vladimir putin again international profits from oil and gas production more than 40 percent of russia's revenue remember that number folks biden said earlier putin is the aggressor putin chose this war and now he and his country will bear the consequence. Biden said the sanctions in coordination with a coalition of other nations would target more major Russian banks. The sanctions will also limit the borrowing opportunities for 13 Russian entities. Biden said he believes Russia has a, quote, much lar- has much larger ambitions than Ukraine. And he wants to, in fact, reestablish the former Soviet Union. Well, hey, all right, Joe's finally coming on board. How about that, huh? Only took him, what, three, four days here? America stands up to bullies, Joe said. Remember, that's Joe stands up to bullies. He was saying, I like to take Donald Trump behind the gym. Sounds like a bully to me. We stand up for freedom. He says, this is who we are. Liberty, democracy, human... I'm surprised he didn't start whispering, you know, like he does that whisper into the liberty, human democracy, human dignity. I'm so surprised he didn't start just whispering. These are the forces far more powerful than fear and oppression. Make no mistake, freedom will prevail. He says, I mean, it really wasn't a speech, you know, anything like, um, I don't know, take Winston Churchill, victory, all costs. No, it wasn't like that. Now, um... Biden maintaining that the U.S. will defend every inch of NATO territory with the full force of American power. Quote, let me say it again. Our forces are not, will not be engaged in the conflict with Russia and Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight in Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies and reassure those allies in the East. And like I said, folks, you know, a lot of our our NATO allies are just a lot of them. I, I mean, are are just really super close to Ukraine. 
over in that region there. So, I mean, in Bulgaria, I mean, literally is right there. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Now, Joe Unity Biden, though, is taking some flack, though, because after he announces all these sanctions and is saying, uh, you know, that, uh, oh, what else did he say? There was another quote I had here. Oh, yeah, the, there's no doubt, no doubt that the United States and every NATO ally will meet our Article 5 uh, commitments, which says an attack on one is an attack on all. Pentagon saying the number of U.S. service members authorized to go to Germany, 7,000. It's a dangerous moment for all of Europe, for the freedom around the world. Putin has, a, has a committed assault on the very principles that uphold the global peace. Now the entire world sees clearly what Putin and his Kremlin allies are really all about this is remember this is the same joe biden who was praising vladimir putin in 2001 and 2002 and was saying in 2019 putin doesn't want to go or excuse me in 2020 he was saying putin doesn't want to go toe-to-toe with me 2019 he was still calling vladimir putin a bully was saying he doesn't even want me to be the nominee he doesn't want me to be president now biden says no one expected sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Okay, now that is in direct contrast with what his vice president, Kamala Harris, said. So Biden says, quote, No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. This could take time. We have to show... By the way, this could take time. Why don't you tell Zelensky, whose capital in 20 miles from now is going to be here's the russian forces who are rolling into town why don't you tell Zelensky that the, oh this could take time i don't know what to tell you we have to show resolve so he knows what's coming and so the people of russia know what he's brought on them that's what th- this is what this is all about this is going to take time it's not going to occur he says oh my god these sanctions are coming i'm going to stand down but biden's claim though that the sanctions were not expected to prevent Russia's actions was in stark contrast to past claims by the administration, including, you bet, his own Vice President Kamala Harris. Quote, and this was Kamala Harris on Sunday. The purpose of the sanctions have always been and continues to be deterrence. So again, here's Joe and Kamala not in sync with each other at all. I mean, who are we supposed to believe, the vice president or the president? Also, Biden White House slammed for acknowledging sanctions are not designed to disrupt Russia energy exports. Again, that's the way to defeat Vladimir Putin. Um, earlier today, uh, White House, uh, it was a deputy president, one of the secretary, it doesn't really matter. Quote, our sanctions are not designed to cause any disruption to the current flow of energy from Russia to the world uh last uh, Singh was the guy's name really though our sanctions are not designed to cause any disruption to the current flow of energy from russia to the world so we don't i mean uh, 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 do we want to stop vladimir putin at all again folks here's that number russia's main export is energy resources and the country provides europe with rough again listen to that Russia provides Europe, the whole continent, with roughly 40% of its natural gas. Well, earlier today, Kenneth Griffin and Niall Ferguson write this piece in the Wall Street Journal. 
how to beat Putin with natural gas. Ken Griffin and his strategy to beat Russian President Vladimir Putin end Europe's reliance on Russia's natural gas. He writes, quote, Without Russian energy, European citizens would struggle to get through the winter. Mr. Putin has long understood the leverage that this gives him. So he lays out the strategies. First, the U.S. should encourage Europe to reduce its reliance on Russian energy. By the way, I mean, Germany is, is like as close as can be with Russia when it comes to energy, Nord Stream 2. First, though, he writes, the U.S. Well, they write, excuse me. The U.S. should encourage Europe to reduce its reliance on Russian gas. Then it should start producing more gas, not less, so it has what's needed to wean Europe off Russian pipelines. By the way, good luck getting Joe Unity Biden to do that. And, and then he would have to, how is he going to appeal to his environmentalist, you know, the, the, these crazy weirdo leftist liberals when it comes to that? It ain't going to happen if you're Joe Unity Biden, but that's what the U.S. should do. I agree with them. And also, the U.S. should push its friends and allies, like major gas producers, Australia and Qatar, to be long-term suppliers to Europe. The more, so the more the sources, the safer Europe's energy supply. Also, like in the current situation, to the Soviet blockade of Berlin in 1948, in which the U.S. and the U.K. responded by airlifting supplies to the German city, eventually breaking Russia's hold. Quote, if plane loads of food can get the better of Stalin, boat loads of gas can get the better of Mr. Putin. I say sanctions come at a tremendous cost to Americans without addressing the long-term source of Mr. Putin's power. Again, Russia natural gas. Quote, tougher U.S. financial sanctions would only further reduce the attractiveness of the dollar as a reserve currency without with uh, withholding excuse me u.s technology from russia would inflict both direct and indirect damage on american companies which have made which have many international competitors not least in china so that's the way that uh that they're laying out the way to beat vladimir putin again and 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 i totally agree 40 percent the gas that's the way to go about it now we get this warning uh, today. Here's the headline here. This is Fox Business. U.S. braces for Russian cyber attacks in wake of Ukrainian invasion. So the U.S. government is on high alert for signs of Russian cyber attacks against banks and other financial institutions after Moscow launched a wide-ranging attack on Ukraine today, eliciting harsh sanctions from the international community. Now, a Homeland Security um, source with knowledge of the matter told Fox Business earlier today that the cyber threat to the U.S. from Russia still active and has not changed since Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Threats to the national grid and major American banks are a real possibility, the person said. Quote, both the Department of Justice and the FBI are braced for a potential attack and are closely tracking any unusual cyber activity. DOJ has an entire national security division devoted to this. If Russia penetrated and hacked the U.S. electric grid 
Intelligence estimates it could take, get this now, folks, between one and two weeks to get it back online and fully functioning. U.S. government has previously released evidence showing that Moscow launched a massive hacking campaign to infiltrate America's critical infrastructure, which includes things like power plants, nuclear generators, and water facilities. And I wonder, though, I thought the cyber attacks were one of those things, one of the, was it 16 or 17 thing, when uh, Biden and Putin met during the summit, said, oh, there's like uh, 17 things here. I just, uh, if you can't touch those, that'll be great, Vladimir. Hey, anything else is on the table, but these 17 things, could you not do that? I wonder if Ukraine was on that list, too, because, I mean, he's gone and touched that at this point in time. Mark Warner, by the way, who's the uh, senator from Virginia, also the chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, tweeting earlier today, quote, Russia is fighting both a kinetic and cyber war. I encourage all Americans and businesses to strengthen all their cyber defenses in light of the possibility of disruptions. And remember what Vladimir Putin was saying. With, uh, if any country interferes, consequences you have never seen, he says. Oh, and by the way, uh, I, don't, I don't have any updates at this point in time. You know, we've heard some explosions uh, earlier in Kiev. You know, this whole that the Russian forces were like 20 miles out from Kiev. I don't have any updates on that um, at this point in time. So I'll tell you what, folks, we will just keep rolling along. And I wanted to get to this piece as well. So as far as China goes, because China's the like the only country that has yet to say that Russia has invaded and has yet to condemn Russia for invading Ukraine. They're trying. Think about what China's doing today, though. China's trying to blame the United States for this. China's foreign minister, ministry, excuse me, spokeswoman Hua Chunying urged all parties to work for peace instead of escalating tensions, deploying an oft-used reference to criticize the West during the crisis. She says, all parties should work for peace instead of escalating the tension or hyping up the possibility of war. I can do it the whole time. Those parties who were busy condemning others, what have they done? Have they persuaded others? Rather than hyping up or fanning the flames, have they done enough to prevent the development of the Ukraine situation that we are seeing today? Now that, I mean, that's just a direct shot at the United States of America. Also says she reiterated the need for Russian President Vladimir Putin's legitimate security concerns while calling out the U.S. for sending defense assistance to Kiev, saying the way China acts is not like the U.S. When we say see there is a risk of conflict, we will not take the initiative, and we will we will uh, not take the initiative. We will not provide weapons to the other side. She says she says Russia is a major world power. They don't need assistance from the world. And by the way, all while this is going on between Russia and Ukraine, well, be uh, while no one's looking. How about this headline? Taiwan warns Chinese aircraft flying in air defense zone day of Russia-Ukraine invasion. Now, a Defense Department spokesman said the Pentagon is aware of the reporting that the U.S. remains concerned by provocative uh, military action near Taiwan. Uh, the United States will continue to support a peaceful resolution of cross-strait issues consistent with the wishes and best interests of the people of Taiwan. You know what I mean? I, there it seems as, again as though we're, we just look soft. 
There's Russia and China doing whatever they want. And, and what are we doing about? Well, we're monitoring. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to put sanctions on China now? Because that's working so well as far as Vladimir Putin and Russia go, right? And by the way, and then Joe was asked today, this was uh, Steve Holland from Reuters, asked Biden if he is asking China to put pressure on its ally Russia amid the Ukrainian invasion. Joe Biden, Joe Unity Biden, President of the United States says, oh, I'm not, I'm not prepared to comment on that at this moment. Are you kidding me? I mean, wouldn't you say, yeah, no, I've been, I've been telling China, you know, you should probably get out there and tell Russia, stop invading, or at least advise them to do so. But he says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on that at this point in time. I mean, it's just nuts, folks. Now, take Joe Biden, and the, the question that I've had since this invasion started or joe probably will call it a minor incursion but since this invasion began why did it not happen for four years under donald trump why was it that donald trump had vladimir putin in check 2014 obama biden crimea that's mine okay that happened then you take a look now what's happening here by the way, probably the whole country is what he wants to take. Ukraine, yep, that's going to be mine. And Obama and Biden, and again, Biden, he's the, he's the you know consistent guy. He was the vice president. Now he's president here. He's doing nothing to stand up to Vladimir Putin. I thought Vladimir Putin didn't want to go toe-to-toe with him. He was telling all the American people that. Donald Trump, though. So Donald Trump does this interview with the New York Post. Um, This was Tuesday. Headline here now. Trump talks about Putin mocking Merkel, that's Angela Merkel, former German chancellor, and more at Mar-a-Lago. So, uh, and who writes this? Michael Goodwin says, as we talked, news was breaking about Vladimir Putin's declaration of independence for two Ukrainian provinces, again, Lugansk um, and Donetsk. Trump was flabbergasted by the audacity, but was not surprised. Quote, I got along great with Putin. I like him. I respect him. He's doing his thing, but our people aren't doing theirs. I remember, folks, this was on Tuesday before, obviously, the invasion happened. So, Goodwin writes, eager to draw a contrast with Biden, he told two stories relevant to the current crisis. Both involved his fight with NATO members that were not paying their agreed-upon share of the common defense, especially Germany. Quote, I sent her a white flag, he said of former German Chancellor Angela Merkel. She said, what is this? He says, "I it's a flag of surrender. So you don't have to go out and buy a new one. Now, do you ever see, Matt, and remember that photo where Donald Trump's just kind of sitting down and he's got his arms crossed and all the NATO members, especially um, all the NATO leaders, Angela Merkel's just staring him down and he looks like, you know what, what are you going to do? about it and that that's what made trump so great because donald trump was confident in the united states he was confident in the united states military you know i i think genuinely that our military i think if you went out and asked a lot of them that they would have enjoyed having donald trump as the commander-in-chief the guy's got such an incredible love for this country and 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 donald trump he always had such a bond with his supporters and 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 that i still think to this day folks that that hasn't gone away i really don't
Anyway, so he also recounted an exchange in a Brussels meeting of all 28 member NATO countries where he was pushing for more payments, leading the Aust Austrian leader, excuse me, to ask whether the United States would still defend those countries against a Russian attack if they didn't pay up. Donald Trump, bluntly. Nope. Nope, we will not defend you. Why? Because they're not paying they're not paying their fair share. So why we defend them? Again, we pay so much, we pay almost the whole budget of NATO. Now, he, say, he literally calls NATO, he says NATO is a paper tiger. There are other stories making the rounds too, and they are more provocative. One has it uh, that Trump, noting that Putin seized land from Georgia when Bush was president, Crimea when Barack was president, now warning if that Putin's going to take Ukraine here, he says, quote, this is what Donald Trump said to Vladimir Putin. Quote, if you move against Ukraine while I'm president, now think about this, peace through strength, trust but verify, that's the way to govern. This is leadership what Donald Trump was showing here. Saying to Vladimir Putin, and, and, and on top of Russia and China, make no mistake, our biggest adversaries, China definitely by far more so than Russia. But here he is saying to Vladimir Putin, and of course, you know, the history that we have with, with Russia, or as Joe was saying, you know, to Mitt Romney in 2012, uh, well, uh, well, he was mocking him, and then Barack Hussein Obama was saying the 1980s called, they want their foreign policy back. So here's Donald Trump telling Vladimir Putin, if you move against Ukraine while I'm president, I will hit Moscow. Putin reportedly scoffed, no way, leading Trump to say, all those beautiful golden turns will be blown up. So that's how Donald Trump was dealing with Vladimir Putin. How was he dealing with President Xi Jinping? Well, during his visit to Mar-a-Lago in 2017, when Trump famously interrupted their chocolate cake dessert to declare he had just ordered the U.S. military to fire 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles at a Syrian air base against the Syrian government using chemical weapons against rebels and civilians, during that same visit, Trump reportedly told President Xi that any military move against Taiwan would be met with an attack on Beijing. Now, she, like Putin, is said to have been stunned, though it is possible neither man believed Trump was serious. While it is also possible that both accounts are exaggerated, it is a fact that neither man, Xi or Putin, made the moves Trump is said to have warned against. Folks, I mean, we have peace under Donald Trump. Soleimani, gone. Al-Baghdadi, gone. 100% of the ISIS caliphate gone what has joe biden done right so far folks and i keep asking this question to the 81 million votes that he supposedly got what has joe biden done right for this country so far folks nothing i literally have no answers at all i really don't um by the way I, i'm looking at the news here too i still don't see russia i would say at this point confidently have still not reached Kiev. Now, I don't know if that's going to change throughout the night, um, but at this point in time, folks, the uh, you know the reports that we we're hearing that they're about 20 miles away. Nope, they still have not uh, reached Kiev at this point. By the way, as always, our thoughts and prayers are with 
the Ukrainian civilians, the Ukrainian people, and what they're having to go through. I mean, I just can't even imagine that, folks. You know, sometimes, and I and and I'm guilty of this myself. I think we we sort of we forget how lucky we actually are to be Americans. And you know, you know some of the photos that we've been seeing where. You know, mothers and daughters are and sons are having to sleep in you know, subway stations, uh, preparing for air raids and missiles and and basically just this invasion that's ongoing. I mean, it just it it really is such a blessing, folks, to be to be an American citizen. It really, truly is, folks. And I, and and that's something you know that I think we truly do take for granted. But it is you know it's called the land of the free and the home of the brave for a reason we are all blessed folks to be americans so anyway thoughts and prayers are with the ukrainian people at this point in time 710th day of slowing the spread the joe unity biden administration has now 1060 days left for all of us to endure